Welcome all to K-Drama School. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome all to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you all here. Hello. How was your week? Man, you know, I'm just kind of coming out of my manic and depressive phase. I mean, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not officially diagnosed as bipolar. I'm officially diagnosed as having CPTSD. But CPTSD is, the C stands for complex in post-traumatic stress disorder. So complex post-traumatic stress disorder has the C because it is so complex, meaning anything and everything can fall into this pot. So some people who have CPTSD have schizophrenia. I don't have schizophrenia. Some people have borderline personality disorder. I don't have borderline personality disorder. Although there are some symptoms that may cross over, like overlap. Um, Some people have symptoms of bipolar disorder. And I have a touch of bipolar disorder. And I know this because my dad has it. He's not officially diagnosed. It's just from my observations. And it's also from, like, me observing myself. And I know that I've had these, like, waves of mania and then, like, crashing down and then having depression. And oftentimes I would not know the causes of these kinds of symptoms. Like, I wouldn't know what causes my mania and I wouldn't know what causes my depressive episodes. And I'm realizing that um, there really is no reason for it. Like, sometimes, like, a stimulus might trigger me into my manic state. Like, if I'm excited about something or if I'm, like, really, like, sometimes love triggers it. Like, love or infatuation will trigger my mania. Um, The mania gets mixed with, like, obsessive-compulsive disorder, like... um, yeah, just OCD, like obsessive thinking. And then the obsessive thinking starts to change into the dark side once the mania is over. And like for years and years, I used to just like fight it or suppress it. If I feel super excited, like over the top, I would be like, you need to chill the fuck out. Or if I'm like super depressed, I'd be like, you really need to cheer the fuck up. And I would just like constantly berate and resist and fight it. And that would cause more rage, actually. It would cause unbelievable rage because I'm trying to control something that cannot be controlled. That does not need controlling. Because when I'm in this state of mania or depression or anxiety, I have my other self who is fully there, like fully there in the back. She's like, observing it all watching it all happen and there's this there's some space between us so I can see what's happening and notice it so even when I was in my manic state I knew that I was in a manic state when I was in my depressive state I knew that I was in a depressive state and I had this awareness around it and I think that helps so for anybody who is like myself and quite a few people have this especially creatives like artists especially they go through this quite regularly and in fact being um, able to manage this these episodes of like mania and then crashing into depression and then feeling rage when we can't figure out what's causing the mania or what's causing the depression like not being able to figure this stuff out is what 
makes us go crazy. And the coping of that is oftentimes harnessed or grounded in creativity. So I was sort of like writing my own SOS manual book, like an instruction book that I can turn to when I start having these episodes. Because when I'm in my manic state, I'm actually like flying high, super high. I don't really need anything. I don't take anything. I just ride that wave of high energy and good feelings, like super high charged dopamine, a lot of oxytocin, just like going, 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 going. And like, I hardly sleep. It's like, it's so, it's actually excellent for productivity. So I just like put it all into productivity. And when I was in that manic state, I finished like two paintings. <laughs> I finished, um, and they were big canvases. I'm talking like 24 by 36. And then I finished like, I, I wrote like a bunch of stuff, like dozens and dozens of pages of stuff. On top of that, I also edited my book, the whole thing. Like when I'm in that manic state, oh my God, it's like the perfect time to give me an assignment. It's like the perfect time to give me something to do because I got the energy to do it. And then I'll crash. Like suddenly I have no energy. Suddenly my mood is not up. Suddenly I feel really depressed. Suddenly like everybody feels like an enemy, including my closest friends, especially my closest friends and loved ones, my family, they all start to feel and seem like an enemy. And that's when I know that the mania is over and I'm about to deal with depression. Because the brain just naturally goes around looking for a reason as to why I feel this way. And then my, my mind starts to associate whatever's in front of me to be the thing that is perhaps causing my distress or my mania. Yeah. And it's honestly like it makes living tough. It makes interrelationships tough. It makes uh, feeling at peace very tough. Yeah, it makes it really difficult. Actually, last night I had to just like process it because it was just so overwhelming. I thought my face was going to explode. I thought I was going to go I thought I was going to go apeshit if I didn't like do something to let out some of my rage. And I was also like crying a lot. I just had to muffle my face with a t-shirt and just like sob into it while screaming. And I was like yelling so hard that um, my left eye, like underneath it, there there was like, uh, like blood vessels had burst. <laughs> Oh my God, I am so intense. I'm sorry if I'm scaring any of you, but um, just know that like this isn't anything to be afraid of. Like, um, no, I do not need to be hospitalized. Yes, my psychologist is very much aware of what I go through. And um, she and I are still on the same page. Like we're still going to end therapy. Our last therapy session will actually be in January. So yeah, like look out, I guess. And, you know, that's also the reason why I'm writing my own manual book so that I could flip to this page when I'm in my episodes and I could just guide myself. So when I'm in my centered, calm, lucid place, which is me right now, today, I'll write down my sensible thinking, SOS for depression, anxiety, and rage episodes. Like, what do I do? You know, and so I just want to share some of that, like in case any of you guys go through a manic and depressive episodes. When you're in a manic episode, write it out. Just enjoy it. Take in every moment. 
And like I was trying to figure out why do I have manic episodes? And I think it's like um see to call it a manic episode makes it sound pathologized and it makes it sound negative like it should be something that should be cured or healed or corrected. But that's not the case. Uh my mania comes when I when I most need it actually because I'm usually coasting on a low hum of like numbness for the most part and so when I have mania and I'm feeling charged and powerful and confident and happy and joyous and energized I am a lot it's a big tidal wave I mean that's a lot of power coming through and I'll just channel all of that into writing and creativity and when I'm feeling that I'm glad because I don't get those windows of emotion very often but when I get them, I'm just like, okay, I know this is a manic episode. I'm going to use this. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to feel good. Da, 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 da. Following it through, following it through. And in that manic episode is actually where the genius lies. There is a genius in those manic episodes. For those of you who have seen Homeland, you would probably know this. I think it was like season, must have been season six or five of Homeland. It's the season where uh, she is in Berlin. Yeah, she has this moment, the protagonist, she has bipolar disorder. And hers is like chronic bipolar disorder. So she needs medication and things like that because she actually gets lost. She can't tell apart her reality from her madness. So um, she tells her partner, like, I'm able to figure things out with my mania. So I actually need you to get me off the pills and I need to like go through my mania so that I can figure out this puzzle and that she's able to solve the case successfully. So that is her superpower. She knows that that is her superpower. And um, for anybody who has these manic depressive episodes will know that their mania is their actual superpower. And it's taken me many years to actually harness this superpower and um, not feel ashamed about it. And that's why I'm talking about it, because during my depressive phase, I felt so much shame. I was just like, I hate myself for how I am. Like, why am I so sick? Why am I so messed up and defective? Like, whose fault is this? Right. And I was just like going on and on about it. And that was like driving me insane. But the way I see it now is like when these waves come, they come in cycles. They don't have any concrete reason, not always. And sometimes it just helps to stay with it in the moment and then wait for that message to arise. Like, why is this happening? And then the subconscious will send a message upstairs to my consciousness and then I'm able to figure it out. So um, my SOS manual. Number one, there is nothing wrong with you. So don't try to fix or pinpoint a problem because there is no problem. There is no singular problem to pinpoint. So stop trying to pinpoint a problem. It will only create more madness. Number two, do not resist, correct, control, or fix the pain. Just stay with it and follow the pain through. I was listening to this uh, Dharma talk with Tara Brock where she quotes the poet Rumi and he basically says like um, getting through the pain will show you the answers. Um, my favorite singer, not my favorite singer of all time, but one of my favorite singers, Shaka Khan, she has a song called Through the Fire and that's also got the same message. Just go through the pain, go through the fire. 
And then you'll come out and see why, why that pain was there, why the fire was there. All right. And then uh, to just trust, trust that I am always the one that is in control of my vehicle and to know that the answers that I'm seeking will surface eventually. Once the clouds part or once my own vehicle pierces through the clouds and I am above it and I see clarity, that moment comes. And when that moment comes, it is bliss. It's bliss, it's bliss, it's bliss. And for me, that moment came last night because I was like freaking out, having a meltdown feeling crazy and then it pierced through the cloud all right and then number four I have to say to myself I am okay I'm not crazy but even if I am crazy so what yeah so what if it's true so what if that's true who cares I don't care I don't judge myself for being crazy whatever that's the only judgment I care about so trust that I am not defective or damaged know that to be true otherwise Why would my doctors tell me so? You know, I trust my doctors, my physician, my psychologist, my psychiatrist. I trust all of them. So why would they lie? Number five, and this is only for those of you who are not weed sober. Because I know that um, marijuana is highly addictive because it's a drug. I mean, all drugs can be addictive, just like food and everything else. But um, marijuana for me works when I am in this state. It helps because... I'm talking about my depressive state. It helps my manic state too sometimes because it chills me out. But in my depressive state, I notice that marijuana helps because it it helps me push past the depressive loop. Because what makes me in that depressive state, what makes it so difficult is like, you know those trains that just go in a loop? There's a circle loop train in uh, Berlin. It just goes in a loop, one big loop. And that one is like my brain when I am in this depressive state. I'll be repeating myself a lot. I will have repetitive thoughts. Those repetitive thoughts will keep circling. And it's usually negative thoughts. It's usually enraging thoughts. And I can't get off the train. It just keeps going in a loop. And it drives me mad. And so when I'm in that loop, it's like I'm so helpless to it. And it could go on forever. In the case with this past weekend, it was going on forever. So last night when I smoked a little bit of pot while in this state, um, after having done a lot of inner work, like I acknowledged my feelings, I acknowledged what was happening. I did tapping meditation. I had meditated three times that day. I did yoga. I did my exercise. I had done everything right. And yet my brain was still like that. So the cannabis breaks me out of that loop and shows me something different and gives me a breath of air. So cannabis can be used medicinally in moments like this during a depressive or manic episode. That's it. That's my SOS, you know, manual for when you're having a manic depressive episode. And of course, you know, like do right by you, right? I'm not a doctor of psychology. I am just a patient of psychology and I'm an artist and I am somebody who goes through this and I'm just sharing what I do when I have these kinds of episodes. So this this today's episode is more of a mental health care kind of thing um, only because I'm going through it. And I also want to acknowledge that when you're in these states of both mania and depression, it could be very, very isolating and lonely. I know it is for me. 
And um, some of the things that I was doing in order to help myself feel less lonely is like, I mean, it's holiday season. It's the perfect time to be writing thoughtful cards and letters and buying gifts for your loved ones, right? So I did Christmas shopping. I wrote some Christmas cards, okay? And doing that helped me ground myself and focus my attention on loving feelings. And that helped with my depressive episode. Um, yeah, yoga, do yoga. Like if like when I'm depressed, I don't have the energy to just do the full thing. So I'll do like five minutes of stretching. That's all I can manage. I'll do that. Okay. Um, I don't feel like cooking because I have no energy. My dishes are piled up. It's okay. If the dishes are piled up and you don't feel like cooking, just go out and buy some food. There's nothing wrong with that. Just do right by you. Um, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't have the energy to exercise, that's okay too. But try to go outside and get like a little bit of sun, even for a few minutes. You know, like when I was having my depressive episode, I really didn't want to go outside. But when it comes to walking, I just do it. I just go for a walk and then I count that for however long I want. And I do it in the sunlight because the sun helps. So little things like that. Oh, and of course, journaling. I journal. Man, this sounds like I'm doing a lot, isn't it? This is just me doing my daily thing. This is what I do every single day. Um, And it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Um, It just depends on your mindset. For me, this is like all of this is medicine and therefore it is a non-negotiable. But um, if you don't feel like you have the energy to do any of these things, be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Be like, I don't have the energy to do any of this. Then be like, yes, you don't have the energy to do any of this and you don't have to do any of this. Yeah, do that, you know, because I think putting the pressure on myself when I am when I'm feeling incapable of following through on the tasks that are nagging me, that's when I feel more ill. In fact, that is when I'm like, I think this is actually a disease. Beyond that, it's not beyond that. I'm just like, I'm just being me. Does that make sense? Like rather than try and diagnose it as a problem. Just be like, this is just me. That's sort of the healthier stance. Tara Brock said, suffering is not a given. Pain happens. But if we start to identify with our pain and then try to name the reasons for why the pain exists, that creates suffering. And that couldn't be more true for me. That is absolutely the case. So uh, be kind to yourselves if you go through what I go through. And please know that you are not alone. You're not alone. I am with you right there and know that none of this is forever. Everything moves in cycles and waves and all those cycles and waves are also unique and all of this is manageable. So don't give up.